a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his knives and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man All right, uh, Zach, I'll be honest, I know it was my turn to come up with uh, intro this week, but I, didn't, I, I have a few ideas, but I'm not really sure which, I don't know if how they'll work, so I'll, I guess I'll just share some with you. It's getting hard to ideas. think of these, really. Yeah, I mean, it's the 21st episode. Um, I, you would think we would have been able to come up with more. It's a lot harder than I thought it would be, but I'll, I'll just run a few of these yeah, by you. Just let me know, let um, me know what you got. Okay, um... Uh, my first idea was to take our equipment and record the first like ten minutes of the podcast underwater. <laughs> uh, well, my apartment pool is closed, so oh, that's, I don't know that's if a you real have. Shame. A, yeah, I don't think you have a pool at your house, right? I don't know. So, I was thinking that wait, maybe we could pretend that we were in the mafia or something, and uh, well, we, we we would talk in Italian uh, accents, of course, but I guess we could put Italian restaurant noise in the background. You know, you know, like. Um, like Italian restaurant noise, you know, like whatever that is. And then I guess we, we could just do the whole episode in an Italian accent. Yeah. And, and if we're in the mafia, I guess we could like have a guy hostage and kill him on on the podcast. That might be a little extreme. Maybe around maybe if we can set that as like a milestone uh, for the show's Patreon. We If we get to like <laughs> 5000 paid subscribers, we'll kill someone on air. That's that's a pretty okay. good idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing um, to commit to that on a live yeah, recorded so, media. So, yeah, not not yet, but we'll maybe one day. I was also thinking maybe we could um, learn another language and then both speak in just that language for the for the entire intro. We can do the entire show if you want to. What instead of doing that, what if we did some role play, just some simple role play like we like to do on the show, and we just acted out an entire scene where it was like my sweet sixteen party. Uh, that I mean, it's pr- pretty similar to the one we already did. Uh, Every time we sit down to record one of these, I just I just want to do sweet sixteen again. I thought it would be different because I would be the dad this time, but if you don't want to do that, then that's fine. On- honestly, that dynamic kind of weirded me out the first time. I'm not really <laughs> sure if I want to be. Want to go back to that daddy-daughter dynamic again between us? It was a little weird the first time. Damn, you foiled my plan because that's exactly <laughs> what I want to do is go back to the daddy-daughter dynamic. Maybe I'm just grasping for straws here, but I was also thinking it could be pretty funny if we, if one of us, it's kind of a role-playing thing again, just one of us chooses a dog and one of us is a cat and then we just bark and meow <laughs> uh, as as though we're having a conversation through the, throughout, honestly, maybe throughout the entire episode. That, that might be a hit. That's actually what we were going to do for the next episode once we have <laughs> our first guest on the show. So, because uh, we're bringing I, a I dog think, on board. I think he'll really love that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good move. Uh, I was just thinking I could maybe turn my paper shredder on because I've got one on my desk here and just let it run for like a minute and a half because that's basically what the show is anyway. Zach, I don't know if I want to do that because I think it would be our funniest intro ever. <laughs> I don't want to say that we would. We, that the funniest we've ever been is when we turned on a paper shredder and just let it run for a minute. I'm I'm running out of ideas here. That I, I, this is the last one I have on my list. Um, was to do the podcast on the moon, but like for real, like get to the moon. Um, and do it there. Uh, I would be down, but we don't. We have like 17 Twitter followers. 
<laughs> and you need at least, I feel like, 100000 to be able to afford a moon trip. That's true. So, um, You know, if we had some sort of Patreon to, or, or Kickstarter to, to promote, this would be the time to do it with that. Uh, it's, a, it's a bummer. Maybe we should be asking for money. People barely want to listen to this for free, much less <laughs> have to pay for it. Um, yeah, I'm almost out of ideas too. I, I have I have one more. Uh, I was thinking that maybe we could uh, scour the internet for hours and hours of interviews and debates, and maybe just make an intro that's entirely made up of sound bites of George W. Bush and Al Gore, and just make it sound <laughs> like they're the ones doing the intro instead of us. And we just clip all the sound bites together, and to make it sound like a coherent conversation. I will say, if if this was a good podcast with lots of work put into it, then that would probably be a pretty funny direction to take. I don't, I don't know if either of us... I, we might be too lazy to do that, I'm not going to lie. This is episode 21, and I, kn- I know that we've been talking for weeks about making this the episode that we get like actually drunk and shit-faced to do the episode, uh, because the show is turned 21, throw, throw a fun party uh, for it. Um... The issue with that, Zach, is that um, I just hit record and and I'm completely sober. So I, I don't know if I don't know if that's gonna work out this week, but maybe we could do that in a future week, like actually for real. Yeah, I was thinking like episode 23. You can count yeah. on that. Episode 23 is the one where Paul and I will do it uh, hammered. That's a great idea. Just- I mean, everyone add that to your calendars. Uh, four weeks from the Monday that this releases. You can expect to hear Zach and I uh, inebriated on the podcast, and we have no idea what direction that'll go, but uh, mark, mark on your calendars, put it on your to-do lists, uh, just wait around for that to happen, because it's going to be some fun content, I think. M- m- more inebriated than usual, I should specify. <laughs> you can expect that's, that's... that on September 15th, by the way. Oh, wow. If everything good, goes good, according to plan. Good calendar work there, Thank you, uh, Zach. Um I mean, I'm assuming you didn't just do that in your head because I can't like think of dates in my head. Oh no, I did. I did that all in my head. I was thinking we wow. could do an intro where it's just me doing math problems in my head, like a mad minute <laughs> for uh, five and a half minutes. <laughs> That's that. That would sure be something that that might break us into uh, <laughs> some new demographics. That the math loving community might get into that. Nerds. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, um, I think we've wasted enough time considering that this is actually one of the few times we are recording has been on a time crunch. So welcome to episode 21 of Not All Bad, and I'm your host, Zach Andrews. This is Paul Messman. So if if this is your first time tuning in, uh, this is a show about ranting, and Paul and I are going to take turns getting mad at uh, a random inconsequential subject, and then we're going to... together work on something that we just randomly draw from a hat and rant about that and then we'll take turns ranting on something that made us happy yeah i I, you're right we spent a lot of time on this uh intro but before we jump in which is what i was about to do (laughs) i think it's worth mentioning uh you can listen to this just about anywhere you can find podcasts and um don't forget that you can always email the show at notallbadshow at gmail.com uh, if you want to be on the show, we're actually going to, we have a guest lined up. Uh, you can expect that episode, uh, hopefully next week, um, and, or next episode, I should say, 22. Um, 
And also, if you have random rant ideas, if you remember in the middle of the show, we take user-generated topics, and we rant on those and talk about them. And so if you'd like that, please email the show. Yeah, yeah, you you pretty much covered it. Uh, we'd like it if you left a rating and review on iTunes. I don't know if you already said that, because I wasn't listening. But uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that you didn't, uh, even though you covered everything else. So yeah, leave a rating and review on iTunes. That would mean a lot. Five stars on the rating, please. Uh, say whatever horrible shit you want to in the review. Exactly. Um, again, we're still searching for more guests, so we've got the next slot booked uh, for episode 22, which is why we're not getting wasted on that one. We have to wait till episode 23. But if you want to be a guest, again, notallbadshow at gmail.com. You don't have to have your topic ready, but it's cool if you do. I think that about covers everything that we needed to say. So, uh, Paul, are you ready to continue with the show like you were about to do earlier? <laughs> I am extremely ready. And Zach, if I if I remember correctly, I started off the show uh, talking about picking my nose last time, so I think it's your turn first. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that I believe you because I did no research whatsoever into <laughs> that. I'm glad that you did. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that it's been long enough that we can now return to the concept of restaurant rants. Uh, just for the record, so far we've covered getting food on your clothes, which Paul <laughs> talked about in episode 13. Oh, uh, Paul also had a, yeah, I did. I did a lot of research. Paul also had a rant on soup at, at some point. I believe that was episode five. Yeah, I think that was my the first last, time. The last time I talked about uh, restaurants was uh, episode 11, Water Crafts. Uh, I, I'm listing all this because I, I want you to realize, if you don't already, just how thorough, thoroughly we've dissected the concept of eating on this show. <laughs> Um, crawfish dieting were covered in the same episode. Uh, the Chick-fil-A drive through was the first rant I did. And the second rant I did was water cups in the drive through. <laughs> I talked about the microwave beeps on another rant and, uh, we've had random rants over popcorn menus and Starbucks. So we've got the food category pretty well covered, but it's been since episode 11, been a double digit number of episodes since I've visited this category. So it's time to make a return to my personal favorite of all rants. And that is restaurant ranting. I'm excited personally. I guess I, I had the really, really great build up there, but I'd like to just take a brief moment to apologize for the fact that I sound like I'm pinching my nose this entire time uh, because I have caught a cold. So I'm coming down from a cold right now uh, and I've got the whole sinus congestion thing. So uh, we're just going to ignore how I sound and move on uh, through the rest of the episode. Uh, so this actually, this rant in particular is pretty close to my water carafts rant in that it's a problem that should be an easy to fix issue. And it goes a long way towards ruining my dining ex experience. Hmm. It's when booths are too far away from the table when you're trying to eat. <laughs> uh, the basic rule of thumb here is that if you can't comfortably sit against the seat back and still reach your food, you're asking me to either sit on the edge of my seat or slouch back and spill grease into my lap even more than I usually do. This, hmm. The whole sitting on your edge of your seat thing uh, basically creates a, a bad bar stool. And for the record, I also hate bar stools because I don't like chairs without backs. I'm just, I'm that lazy. Oh, me too. But at least with the bar stools, you have the footrest and stuff uh, on the actual bar stool and you can lean against the bar. But in this booth scenario, your legs are bent in such a way as they press against the floor that you really can't get that ergonomic lean that's char 
characteristic of a good bar. So all in all, this the sitting up front in your booth that's too far away from the table is just a it's a bad scenario. Uh, there's no way to get comfortable essentially. But uh, that leads us to the second point, the other alternative for sitting in a booth that's too far away from a table. And as I mentioned earlier when I was going into detail on how many times we've talked about food on the show, uh, Paul has discussed spilling food on yourself on his rant <laughs> on episode 13. So we don't really need to go into any detail about that concept in particular, but to put it simply, you pretty much have no option but to lean against the table sitting on the edge of your seat because not only does the slouch method put you at a great risk of spilling food on yourself, but you just look like a bum. You're, you're not a kid anymore. You can't just sit with your ass all the way off the edge of the booth just in case you drop your crayon underneath the table and need to scramble down there to pick it up. That situation, that posture does not hold water anymore. As an adult, you just look like a loser if you're sitting up against the seat back and you're slouched against your table like that. There's no, there's no two ways about it. I mean, you have to, you have to sit on the edge of your seat. The restaurant's forcing you to do that. It's uncomfortable. Typically, the other half of the table on the other side, they have the problem of the table's too close to them, so they're like pinched in a situation where their chest cavity is impaled by the edge of the table, and that's no fun either. But I would rather be in that situation than I would having to slouch or sit on the edge of my seat. Uh, for some reason, by the way, I, I envision this rant in my mind's eye as all going down at Texas Roadhouse. And that's for reasons I just, I can't explain. I don't recall Texas Roadhouse being a particularly bad offender of this. Uh, Cause it's usually it's one of those places that's not like a chain. It's where the booths uh, are not secured to the wall or however they secure the booths to the restaurant. So they can just slide around whenever you stand up or sit down. That is the worst. That that's mm. just as bad as when the booths are too far away from the table. Um, but we can just kind of include that in this rant. It's just one general rant against booths. Uh, just You got to secure your booths. It's as simple as that. All that being said, whenever I'm given the option of a booth or a table, for some reason, I'm going with booth. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's the thrill of the risk. If you have that option, Paul, what are you taking? I almost always choose booth. <clears throat> I, I don't even know if I have a logical reason. I think in my head... It seems more comfortable. And now that I think about it, I've never put this together, but I think the reason I usually choose booth is because when I ch usually when you choose table, it means you're in like the middle of the restaurant and you feel like you're in a crowd of people. But usually if you choose booth, that means you're like against a wall. And so at the, you feel somewhat more secluded. And maybe that's why I choose booths. I don't really know this. This is the first time I've given this much thought to booths in quite some time. It's the same thing for me too, and I think that your point is uh, well taken. I think that's a, a really excellent point that I didn't think about. Is I don't like being the center of attention uh, in restaurants alone. Everywhere else, I enjoy being the center <laughs> of attention very much, but in restaurants, I don't want to be. I don't want to be there. So um, that's uh, that's pretty believable reasoning there. I think uh, I have to agree with you. Hmm. Yeah, I I think so, and I <clears throat> I don't know that I have. I haven't given much thought to the distance other than that. Sometimes at restaurants, it is annoying when some, if the table is, is movable that you have to like find the right balance. If there's people on both sides of the booth, which there usually are, uh, I can't, it's, I don't know what scenario <laughs> they would be, but like, it's a weird balancing act of like, if they let you pull it back and forth and the, the, the booths like sides are not perfectly, um, 
spaced, then like someone's losing out. That that's a really unfortunate scenario when like one person is uncomfortable versus the other side with how close they can get to the to the table. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I especially like the way that you say booths. Booths. You that, put a lot of emphasis was, on the double O's. I was I was about to say that I say I every single time I say the word out loud. I have to make a conscious last second decision whether I'm going to say booths or booths. And I, <laughs> I don't know which is correct. I don't know if it matters which is correct. They're probably both fine. But for some reason, I'm like, my head thinks that booths is is correct. But I, I have to emphasize it so hard and think about it so much that that seems like I'm thinking about it way too much. So I don't really know which is the best way to do it. I quite like booths because it makes it sound like you're emphasizing it in such a way that you are terrified of somebody accidentally <laughs> mishearing you as saying boobs. <laughs> that every time you've said it like that, it, it gives me the impression that like when you were a kid or something, you were talking about eating at a restaurant with your mom and dad and someone on the playground made fun of you for talking about boobs. And now you're like permanently scarred forever having that mishearing happening, happen again. Maybe that did happen to me. I, I don't remember for sure, but I, for some reason I'm clearly fixated on how I pronounced booths it was probably so traumatic that you just blocked it out let's be honest that's that's what i'm guessing too here zach well that's uh about all i got for booths <laughs> i just wanted to say one last point is i'm kind of curious if there's some sort of standard reference guide for how far apart tables should be from booths when they're actually building the restaurant uh, but maybe that's just an example that, of my work spilling into just, my personal life too much. That's what I was just thinking about is that there's clearly got to be either from the architect or just like the movers installing the furniture. There's got to be some sort of standard for like, do they, how much measurement are they going into? Maybe I'm, I have too much confidence in their ability. Uh, to, like maybe I think that they're putting that much effort into it, but like, I feel like they have to, to make it a comfortable experience. I don't know. Somebody's got to make that call and someone's making a mistake at, uh, Decent percentage of the restaurants I visit. <laughs> well, um, I'm good here, Paul. You can take it away if you're ready. All right. Um, I I have a feeling that this topic is going to be controversial for reasons that I will cover in this topic. It doesn't make sense to me why it's controversial because I think I'm correct. Uh, <laughs> but in fact, I, you, I it won't shock me that much if you disagree, because it seems like a lot of people disagree with me. I know I've built this up a lot, so I'll just jump into it. Yeah, let's go. I don't understand why some people insist on watching every single TV show and movie with subtitles. Hmm. It is completely bizarre to me. I, in fact, before I jump in, I need to know whether you're with me or against me on this. Zach, do you watch everything with subtitles? Until about... Six months ago, I passionately hated subtitles. I still do not like them, but uh, I feel that they're a lesser of two evils in certain situations, and uh, I'll elaborate that on. I'll elaborate on that later. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say first. Mm -hmm. So, on the offset, I'll get to some of these examples in a second, but there obviously are exceptions where subtitles are not just acceptable or tolerated, but in fact preferred. I'm sure we'll both have some opinions on that in a second. But I want, but what I want to say is, if you are not hearing impaired, and the environment you are in makes it to where you can hear your television fine, there is no reason to put on subtitles. Because the way that the art of video is set up 
is supposed to be audio and visual. And if you have ears that can successfully hear the audio and understand it, then there are visual things that whoever is creating the video intends for you to see, especially in like TV shows or movies where it's like, like usually the center of attention is on the middle of the screen. You need to look at people's facial reactions and you gather information from what the actors are doing. And so I find it utterly distracting when, if you're just reading the subtitles the entire time. Yeah. And the most fr- the the defense I hear all the time, I see this on Twitter all the time, and for some reason, a lot of people feel this way. I mean, I, I do want to say really quick, if any of our listeners just want to watch every single thing they can with subtitles and disagree with me, you're welcome to write in. I will hear you. I promise you I won't agree with you. I'll probably publicly bash you on the show, but I would love to hear your reasoning. I would um, love to see that. Yeah, me too. But it's like, the thing I hear all the time is people say I that people who don't like subtitles just can't read fast enough. That is the dumbest reason for watching <laughs> subtitles I've ever heard. Because I'm not watching a TV show as some kind of game to, to prove to myself how fast I can read. I'm watching it to follow the story. And if, like... Sure, I can read the subtitles fast enough, but when I'm reading them, I'm not looking at people's faces. And I don't care if you say you can read them fast enough to look at the faces. Any moment that you're looking at the words and not the scene in the shot is a moment that you're missing something. And if you're trying to do it that quickly, you're playing some dumb race with yourself to see how fast you can read instead of just watching and enjoying the show. Um, it's. I love how that struck <laughs> such a nerve with you. It... I have no problem with people wanting to watch things with subtitles. My issue oh, is do with, you? <laughs> but my issue is with people thinking that's the superior way to watch shows. That infuriates me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go ahead and get into some of the re- the scenarios where I'll admit that subtitles are appropriate. One of them, the, one of the most obvious ones, is if you're hearing impaired or you're deaf, you should obviously subtitles are fantastic for accessibility. I'm not saying that they're not. The other reason... Let's make one thing clear here. Paul does not hate deaf people. I don't. (laughs) Um, The other reason is if if what you're watching is in a different language. Um, There's a... I know that some people have the debate whether uh, dubbing or subtitles are better. I actually... I I don't watch many things in foreign language because I'm not that cultured. Uh, (laughs) But... But I will say that I, I understand the argument for subtitles over dubbing because at that point it's a you're weighing two options of either you're going to be able to see everything visually, but audio wise, it's not delivered by the actors in the same way that it originally was. So you might be hearing things differently, or it might not be the same great acting performance in terms of the emotion, the voice, uh, where subtitles, yes, you're not seeing the visuals as attentively as you might have otherwise, but at least you're hearing the emotion and the acting skills from the original, like artist intent and actors intent, like, it, by hearing it in the foreign language. So I get that argument as well. The other situation I understand is if you can't, if either your home theater speakers aren't very good or you're in a scenario where you need to be watching something quietly, then I understand wanting to have subtitles up. I get that. But I just, I wish people would admit that it's the most ideal situation if you can hear well and it's in your language is to watch something without subtitles. I It just blows my mind that people disagree with me on that. <laughs> First of all, I'd just like to say that at the very beginning of this rant, and I've been holding this little nugget the entire time, 
is that you started to talk about this and then you said, especially with TV shows and movies. And I just want to think, I, I just want to ask you, what other than TV shows and movies are you encountering this situation? Um, so th- there may be some, th- th- I'm, what I basically mean by that is amateur videos on YouTube or something. If the person has subtitles up or something, it probably is because they have a poor microphone or they're filming something in a scenario where they don't um, have a, a way to do the audio mixing well. And I, in those cases, appreciate like a YouTuber or a person on, like even on like Facebook or Twitter or something, I actually appreciate subtitles because if I'm like going to the bathroom and watching a video on social media, I don't want that audio out loud. So I like appreciate. I got that. Yeah. I appreciate subtitles in those contexts where it's like, it's not necessarily like a piece of art that I'm like, not that like everything you watch is a piece of art, but like generally if something's professionally made like a TV show or movie, the audio is mixed well and if you're someone who can hear it in your language, you should listen instead of reading is what I'm getting at. That I, I totally get that. That makes sense. And I agree with you. Um, my relationship with subtitles is that I either. So I really, really hate when a TV show has quiet than loud moments. And, but I feel like that's the case or movies. I feel like that's the case with almost anything I watch. And oh, yeah. it's not like. Surely the sound mixing is bad, not even uncommonly, but with it's the percentage of things that I watch where I get really frustrated because the loud moments are way too loud and the quiet moments are way too quiet is a majority of everything I consume. So uh, the problem is not going to be with the audio mixing on everything. I'm thinking that maybe I just, I I really hate having my TV very loud at all. Mm -hmm. So that may be it. But lately, there's a lot of shows that I've been watching where I've had to turn on subtitles, and I hate that they're on. But without them, my TV either has to be louder than I'm comfortable with having it, or I can't hear half the things that they're saying. And it's it's just like a really... I just hate that relationship because it's like when a really attractive person walks by, and it's like you really don't want to stare at them, but you can't (laughs) help it. That's what the captions are. Yeah, oh, you I just agree. are staring at them the entire time, and you shouldn't be. And you're missing out on so many other great things around you because mm-hmm. you're not paying attention to what's actually intended to be looked at. But you're just like looking into the sun the whole time. That is the captions. I I hate that whole thing. I try really hard not to look at them when I'm watching something. I I have to consciously focus. Yeah, on not reading the words on the screen. I just I can't do it half the time. I can't. I and I hate that. Mm-hmm. So I use them, but I hate that I have to use them. That, that's all I ask, is that you hate it. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a couple other points I want to bring up. One time where subtitles particularly frustrate me is if you're watching a comedy, like whether that's stand-up or something, because oh, yeah. in comedy, delivery and timing is everything. And yeah. so a lot of times the subtitles will show an entire sentence even if the com- comedian like pauses in the middle of the sentence. It's like the timing of that pause is very carefully crafted by the comedian so that you'll be anticipating what he's about to say. If you read ahead of what they're saying, like, yes, you might still find it funny, but it's not going to have the same punch as the way they intended it. And so that really frustrates me. Yeah, that's the worst. I hate that too. Um, and and here, here's something else. Um, 
some people like subtitles because it's fun to see what like how they label music and sound effects and i agree that it's fun to see what those say like because sometimes it will be like like jazz music stops or like <laughs> yeah fun- funky upbeat pop music it's like funny to see like how they label things like that yeah. i agree that's fun but you're getting secondary enjoyment out instead of taking the primary like intent of what you're watching if that makes sense that's good for a rewatch you don't want to do that on the first look no i agree um and and then in case for what it's worth i think it's worth mentioning that i have made subtitles for my job i'm a video editor one of our clients had 14 different 25-minute episodes of a show that they wanted me to add subtitles for. And so maybe I'm actually harboring some hatred for how meticulous of a job (laughs) that is. Because I will say, I have a lot of respect for the people who add captions to shows because it is a lot of work to, first of all, make sure you don't have any typos because it's incredibly hard. (laughs) I can't tell you how meticulously I looked for typos and then I'd send away the product and the client was like, hey, we found a typo. (laughs) And it killed me every time. Um, But also... Like there, there is a lot of work that goes into how much do you put on screen at the same time to get the timing right, like to where the reader, the watcher can still read it in time before you switch to the next one. Like there really is an art, and then like also coming up with like what should I call this sound effect that's happening because the the person watching should know that something's happening behind them in case they're watching this on mute. Like there, there's a certain art to it that I yeah. respect. And that's great in terms of accessibility in all these scenarios that we already listed. But even as someone who has made subtitles, who (laughs) spent many hours trying to sometimes understand exactly what words someone was saying because the actor would slip on what they like, they slurred certain words together. It was weird. Right. I spent a lot of time on this. I put a lot of work into this and I'm glad that they exist. But I still think as someone who has, as my job, made subtitles that the ideal way to watch something, if you can is without subtitles. That's a good point. Actually, it's something that I've noticed too, when I've been watching the shows I have been with subtitles, when somebody says like, what, 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 what do you mean? Get, get the car or like something like that. And it's just a bunch of like uncomplete sentences or words back to back to back. How do you subtitle that is something that's funny watching different shows try to handle. So but yeah, in my experience, I had, to, I did, literally did research for like certain words, like for, for like noises, there's like certain like best practices in the industry for like when someone makes this noise in this emotional reaction, you put these letters there. Like there's a lot of detail to it. I had to do like literal research. So it's, but it's, so you can be in a weird way. It was kind of fun making subtitles, but I do because like you have to be creative with how to convey incomplete words and just random noises. But, like, you're right. there's a lot of work that goes into it. I respect it. It's just still not the best way to watch something. Yeah, I agree. I'm not – no controversy between me and you here. I, I hate subtitles. Just sometimes I feel like you got to use them. Uh, but you, I know you've already said that. I, we're, yeah, yeah. we're in total agreement here. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm walking on eggshells more than I should be. Maybe I should just come out and just said F subtitles. Who knows? Nobody uh, listens to the show anyway, so like, what's what's the harm but of saying something controversial? I said it once, and I actually mean it. If someone disagrees with something I said about subtitles, I would legitimately like to hear what you have to say. So please email notallbadshow at gmail.com or just tweet at us. Uh, what is it? Just at notallbadshow. At notallbadshow. Ah, ah, I should know that. 
Um, I like how we just get more and more desperate for community contact every episode. <laughs> We're like, please, God, you you could you really can talk to us? Fight me on this, please. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> we definitely are getting more desperate. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, that's about all I have to say about it. Uh, do you, do you have anything else to say about subtitles, Zach? No, I'm good. I'm good with subtitles too. I think we can safely move our butts over to the random rant section. Awesome. Uh, so I just like to remind everyone that we have uh, some community built list of random rant topics and your random rant topic can be included on said list. All you have to do is email not all bad show at gmail.com with your random rant idea as uh, the the uh, body of the email and in the subject line just have it be random rant idea we'll add it to the list and then we'll eventually read it on the show um, we need more we're, we're, uh, the list is being depleted so please reach out uh, it doesn't have to be elaborate or detailed at all it doesn't even have to be a good idea uh, it can be something that pissed you off lately too uh, just please send them in. We'd love to have them. With that, I'm going to move on to said list and see what we've got this week. Uh, we've got... Uh, uh, I, this situation is more desperate than I thought. We really need more random rant ideas, so please send them in. Uh, we're almost completely out. I think I still have two that I haven't added to the list, uh, but that still leaves us with a single-digit number of episodes that uh, we can do until this list is depleted. So please reach out. This random rant today is on the concept of dog parks. Hmm. It's going to be hard to... That's like saying... Uh, well, now I'm trying to think... Now I'm trying to think of an example of something that would not be controversial or something that would be agreed upon by everyone. And then I almost said something that would totally not be the case. Uh <laughs> Uh, in a political realm, so I won't even <laughs> say what I was going to say. Um, I can't even come up with something that's like not controversial. But the dog park thing is, I feel like that's not something that there's a lot to say negative things about. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll come but up with something. I've got something actually. <laughs> a, a little, <laughs> a little light bulb went off. Uh, I've been to a dog park before. Uh, it's just called a park. Because why do you need a dog park? You could just go to the park. What? What's, are you like setting up an agility course in a uh, park and then calling that a dog park for those who want to agility train their dogs for the dog show? I don't understand why th- this distinction needs to be made between parks and dog parks. I guess if one of them is fenced in. That's what I was about to say is my, my one experience with dog. I, I've, I have one experience with dog parks. There's one that I went to regularly with the dog I took care of in college. Uh, Rudder, for those of you who know him. Right. Uh, I know him. And I think the difference is that it's fenced off and just generally accepted that there will be dogs there just running wild because like at regular parks, I'm guessing people have like their kids and like, don't expect a random dog to like run up to them quickly. And it's like not fenced in maybe. So I think that's the difference with a dog park. But I, I have a couple rants on this. If you want to go ahead, Zach, it sounds like you had something to say on that. Oh, you are mistaken. I have uh, nothing (laughs) to say on that. I would prefer if you just spoke for me. I have t- I have a couple things. So I, I I have some experience with dog parks. I uh, 
like I said, I took care of Rudder in college. He was a great fun dog. And that was really the only place I could like let him actually run free because otherwise he would just run away from me. Uh, and <laughs> um, two things. One is a lot of dog parks like to have standing water for the dogs to go like swim in. And that's great in concept. But what it ends up being is mosquito infested and like just gross to the extent that anytime I took my dog to the dog park, he would wa- he exclusively wanted to drink from the standing water and he would get sick every time. And it would be a gross, disgusting mess once we got back home, uh, probably getting some weird parasites or something. Yeah, you said it sounds like a good idea in concept. It doesn't even sound like a good idea in concept. <laughs> Why would I've never encountered a dog park where that's a feature? just it's just like are you you talking like a puddle or a pond it's like a pond that like is probably like 50 feet by 30 feet like pretty substantially big and it would get kind of deep to where like people could like throw sticks into there for their dogs and their dogs would go chase the sticks and swim back with them that kind of thing um it's it was fun in concept and it was fun for people whose dogs were smart enough to know they shouldn't drink it. But my <laughs> big whose o- dog is smart enough for that? Apparently, a lot of people. My big oaf of a dog would gulp down gallons of this gross, <laughs> standing infested water and get so sick. Um, my here's my other complaint about dog parks is people who go into dog parks with their dog not knowing what they're getting into. So dogs when they play jump on each other and so. Really quick, I should say something positive about dog parks. The great thing about dog parks is that it can socialize your dog. Your dog can have dog-on-dog interaction, which I almost imagine being a human and, like, being restricted from seeing other humans. Like, if I was always with dogs and then I got to go see a human once a week, I would be very excited. So I feel like for dogs, it's... Yeah, but you know that some basic person is gonna say oh being the only human in a world full of dogs is perfect (laughs) you're not wrong Um, but like so i imagine in my head for the dogs it's a special experience to be with their own kind um not all dogs behave well some people bring dogs to the dog park that probably shouldn't be a dog park that just want to attack and kill other dogs and that's really not ideal but for the most part (laughs) they play around have a good time But then I cannot tell you how many times I experienced um, some people. It was usually like younger girls, like maybe like 18 or 19 year olds who had brought their special dog who they definitely spoiled to the dog park. And then my dog or someone else's dog would want to play with their dog. And in playing, it would sometimes get rough, but not necessarily like literal fighting and biting and they would make co- passive aggressive comments to me about how I need to control my dog and stop it from playing with their dog. And it's like, why are you at a dog park if you don't want your dog playing and being played with by other dogs? Like that's just bizarre to me. <laughs> I I can't like more more than once, like probably three or four times, I had people make weird comments about my dog or make weird comments to other people about their dog, like your dog like keeps coming up and trying to play with my dog really rough. And it's literal, just normal dog playing. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know what you expected. This is a dog park, like chill out. Yeah. I wasn't aware for a while of how dogs play with each other. So I was on that boat too. Like mm-hmm. watching dogs, uh, kind of roughhouse in the way they do is a little bit alarming to me, but yeah, it's, I get it's it al- now. Yeah. It's, it's always a careful line because especially if it's with a stranger's dog where you're like, 
you don't know what their temperament is like, so maybe they right. actually are being, like, malicious in their, like, play fighting or whatever. Right. But, like, for the most part, like, dogs like to, like, go up to each other and act like they're attacking and, like, get chased. Like, that's what dogs love to do. Um, but, like... And, and I understand people not understanding that I've just gotten enough passive-aggressive comments or seen people give passive-aggressive comments or, like, aggressive-aggressive comments. That's just kind of <laughs> weird. Just plain aggressive. There's a weird dynamic between the owners at dog parks sometimes. Um, yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever uh, taken a dog to a dog park myself. I've just gone to a park. <laughs> Or well, like a field, you. like not even a park, just a field. Yeah, it's it's a throwing experience because you never know what you're going to get into because someone might have some crazy-ass dog there that's just going to attack everyone else. It's a real fun time. <laughs> sure sounds like it. Uh, frankly, I don't really know enough about dog parks to comment any further. So unless you have more to say, I I think that's actually going to be a pretty short one, but that's all, that's really all I can contribute. I've, I've pretty much exhausted all I have to say about it. They're, they're a fun <laughs> experience, but... As with anything, <laughs> there's some weird things that can come up there. As with anything, there are some weird things that can come up there. Well said. As with anything. <laughs> Thank you. Just like the dog park. Hey, anytime something weird happens in life, you should say, man, it's just like the dog park, huh? <laughs> um, nice. I think this... You did uh, most of the work on the random rant, but unfortunately your work is not done yet because it's your <laughs> turn to lead us off in the positive rant segment of the show. <laughs> All right. This is going to be a quick one. It's almost an inconvenient or not inconvenient, incomplete one. Uh, it's that I, <laughs> that- <laughs> well, that's what I've done for the last two to <laughs> 21 episodes. So uh, no problem here. Um, I, so I've been working at my job for exactly a year as of uh, a few days ago. Well, congrats. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's it's nice to be employed. Uh, and I had to it fill nice. out a self-evaluation form. Yeah. And this may sound crazy, but I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I, on the one hand, it's like, it's kind of nice to talk about yourself and have an excuse because people are asking you what you think about your job and how you feel at your job. And it's kind of nice. And also, like, it's an, I, let me tell you, Zach, I am a whore for feedback and so when someone and just being understood and I, I could go on about that on a different rant a different day i just love the concept of feedback and surveys way more than i should um i do too actually now that you mention it <laughs> we should bring that up maybe even as a joint topic sometime but uh, sure yeah but just something about like that there is scheduled in feedback and like even though I, so I haven't had my actual like sit down performance review with my boss yet so maybe it will go so horribly that I will change my tune uh, <laughs> next episode I'll keep y'all updated but there's part of me that's like genuinely excited like what do you think of me I don't I I will never get tired of being told how I'm doing whether it's good or bad like I just like feedback and also yeah, like giving yeah, yeah. feedback. And so the opportunity to like fill a self self evaluation and like tell my boss what I think about the job, what I hope to improve on and change. Like I actually like really enjoyed that. And so I feel like some people like dread performance review type things, although maybe not everyone does because they're usually accompanied by like a raise or something. If it's like at a milestone at your job, yeah, uh, which is what I'm hoping. Uh, but Good luck. I hope I hope you get it. <laughs> Thanks. Um, 
I'll keep you. I won't like keep you up to date on the raise necessarily, but I'll What's keep you up to date. What's your salary? <laughs> Why did I say it like that? I said it like it was some sort of like salad dressing or something. You, the way you said it reminded me of Jimmy Fallon in those like whatever when he acts like a, a young like teenage girl or whatever. You know what I'm talking. Don't about? spoil that Jimmy Fallon is our guest for the next episode. <laughs> oh, my bad. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, we can't wait to have you on. I know you're a frequent listener. <laughs> Big fan of the show, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, all that being said, I really enjoy um, like being reviewed by my boss, which may sound weird, but I kind of like the feedback. I just, like I said, I'm a whore for feedback. Um, I didn't ever really diagnose myself as that, but I have to agree that I too must be a whore for feedback because I, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I had my, uh, my mid-year review for the first, uh, my first mid-year review, uh, like a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was, uh, I liked that quite a bit because the first review I had was the end of the year review and I had just started my job at that point. So it, <laughs> it was pretty much me and my boss like, yup, uh, you started. <laughs> How's that going? So I actually had uh, my first review, performance review, uh, a week or two ago, and it, and it went well, and I and I really enjoyed it, and I had to do a self evaluation too for the end of the year review, not for this one. But um, I guess I'm such a whore for feedback that even though I didn't have to do one for this review, I did it anyway. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's either how much of a, a loser and a dork I am, or how much I like feedback, but. One way or the other, I uh, I definitely get where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean, as crazy as this sounds, like I think I could literally be sat down by, by my boss once a week to ask how I think I'm doing, like at my job, or like tell me how he thinks I'm doing my job, and I would enjoy it even if it was like every week. I just <laughs> maybe it's because I'm like insecure and just want affirmation <laughs> one way or the other. That's a very likely. <laughs> answer to this question but i just really enjoy being reviewed at some point it comes down to like well maybe i just like to talk maybe that's all it is maybe (laughs) i just really want somebody to talk to (laughs) like please talk to me boss i just i just want to talk just so lonely (laughs) are you sure you don't want to go back to weekly performance reviews please i'm just so lonely i mean that's that's basically all i have uh like I said, it's incomplete because I haven't actually like sat down with my boss yet for this. I mean, I've gotten feedback at other times throughout this year, but like it's a very official one, like my first one year. Maybe yeah. it'll go so horribly, but I know myself. And even if he just tells me, hey, you're a real piece of shit and we hate having you here, <laughs> I'll be like, well, let, let, I'm excited that I know now. Let me improve it. Like, <laughs> I just like, love feedback. You're a real piece of shit, Paul. Get the <laughs> hell out of my office. <laughs> Well, it's time for your performance review. I only have one thing to say to you. You're a real piece of shit. (laughs) It's the only note I have here. Do you have any comment on that? (laughs) Anyway, how do you think you're doing? Let me read your self-evaluation. It better just be a big shit emoji or you're out of here. You're fired. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um. I've mentioned this a few times on the show uh, that the original purpose of this podcast was to give me a creative outlet. And I think, Paul, maybe you kind of understand that for yourself as well. Oh, for sure I do. Uh, It's not enough of a creative outlet, though, frankly. So no (laughs) offense, but that's fine. When I was a kid, I used to love to draw. And 
this probably happens to pretty much every kid that used to love to draw. I just stopped when I got older. Uh, and then in college, I started drawing again because um, even though I gave up drawing as a kid, I never gave up doodling, and I was an avid doodler. I would doodle in ev- like all over notes. I would sometimes doodle over worksheets I had to turn in. Um, just my, my notebooks are from high school, especially are just covered in doodles in the corners. Um, eventually in college, uh, my doodles and my notes gave way to just full on procrastinating where I would just stop working on my assignments and just draw because, um, I would doodle to like get my thought train going. And then I just wouldn't stop doodling until I was drawing something a lot more elaborate than a doodle, which by the way, I don't know where that line is drawn. It's probably a pretty fine line but it you know at some point i was doing some full-on drawings it wasn't just doodling um but i liked it a lot and i always told myself that it was a way to it's a way of taking a break without disengaging your mind like i'm still thinking Mm -hmm. and stuff but i'm not just like scrolling through twitter still engaged i'm just thinking about something else and uh a break I, i don't know how true that is but that's how i would rationalize it um when i was younger in fact i used to doodle little scenes that would gradually grow into these massive pieces that just took up the entire page. (laughs) Whatever I think about this, I think of one that stands out in particular. There was a physics problem that I was supposed to do for homework that was about two speed speed boats. And the problem was about uh, relative velocity of the two boats. Uh, Instead of actually solving the problem, I just drew a picture that took up the entire worksheet of two secret agents on different speedboats shooting at each other, and one of the boats was exploding as they both drove over a waterfall. Uh, It was a pretty good drawing, and uh, ultimately I just didn't do the problem because I spent so much time drawing this (laughs) speedboat fight. (laughs) The bottom line here is that uh, I just, I like to draw. I love it, in fact. And unfortunately these days there's just a really long period of time where i just don't draw mm-hmm. and uh i just i start to miss it and then i'll randomly draw something and in fact i just did recently earlier this week and it felt good to draw again the problem is the real issue is that i never have inspiration i never know what to draw a lot of times that results in some pretty memorable work uh one time I drew, this was in church, by the way. I went to a private school. I did this in church, um, which I, this is like not typical of middle school, Zach. I was very much a goody two shoes. So I don't, I must've been extraordinarily bored that day, but I drew a picture of, uh, a boy and a girl, except instead of, uh, heads, they had sharks for heads. And I don't mean like it didn't look like a fish poking out of a t-shirt. I meant like they had a neck and then on the end of their neck was attached to a hammerhead shark, like the underside hmm. of a full hammerhead shark. That was a fun one to draw. But at this point, I'm just reminiscing. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, I think I was more creative back then. I think my creativity has been slowly depleted by the crushing adult world and uh, mm. the corporate lifestyle. So I'm not as good at just like sitting down and drawing something which is a shame. Um, and, and that's what I think keeps me from drawing uh, as much as I'd like to, is having the inspiration of knowing exactly what I want to draw. But uh, whenever it comes around and I think of something to draw or I, I something comes to mind, just pops into my head, uh, I, I just really enjoy it. And it's a good outlet for me and I have a lot of fun doing it. And then uh, I throw them away because I never want anyone to see the things that I draw because... I'm, for some reason, I'm embarrassed about it. 
uh, <laughs> which I don't know if I really want to dive into what that means because I've never thought about it, and that's not really a question I hope to solve on the air. Uh, but this drawing hobby kind of translates into Photoshopping as well, which uh, I more or less taught myself how to do in college. I love to Photoshop. <laughs> same thing. It's the same exact concept. Sometimes I do like digital drawing in Photoshop. So I'm making uh, basically a drawing on the computer in case you don't know what the word digital means. But uh, Photoshopping too, super fun. Same problem. I never know what to Photoshop. <laughs> I wish I had more ideas. Um, one more. I, we're just scrambling for opportunities to request this because we're so lonely over here. But if you have anything, like if you want to make this just like show sadder, even even sadder than it already is. If you have anything that you'd like to see me Photoshop for you, please let me know. Send an email, <laughs> notallbadshow at gmail.com, and I will Photoshop for it. I will we'll Photoshop it for you. That's about it. I just wanted to talk about how, how much I like to draw. I I have just one quick story to add to this. Yeah. Um. So I I consider myself a creative person in most ways other than drawing. I'm not a very talented drawer, but every once in a while, inspiration hits. Uh, And I can think of one time in recent memory where I did doodle something. Uh, There's a really fantastic podcast called Hello from the Magic Tavern. Uh, It's I've heard of it. Yeah, it's like improvised. It's these it's about like a guy who falls through a magical portal uh, and ends up in the magical land of Foon and then just hosts a podcast where he interviews different like people from this magical land. It's absurd. And it's really fun. Uh, yeah, I, I've I listened to a few episodes and I've enjoyed it. It's really good. Um, and there's one character in the show named Chunt. Uh, Chunt is a talking badger. Uh, and at some point it comes up in the podcast that he has two buttholes. Um, this is important <laughs> for my story. Uh, so one time at so. work, I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm being productive uh, while I'm working because it's more busy work. Uh, I am listening to this podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I decide to doodle, and I decide I'm going to try my hand, see if I can draw like a badger, draw Chunt, uh, the talking badger. And I draw him, and in my drawing, I think, you know, if this is going to be accurate, he's got to have two buttholes. So I draw just two <laughs> dots where his butt is. Uh, it's not that well of a drawn badger. I'm not that, like I said, I'm not that great of an artist. Um, at some point, my boss walks by my desk. <laughs> and he looks down and he says Paul is that a badger with two buttholes <laughs> and I'm sure my face turns red and I say yeah it is and he just says <laughs> okay and he just walks away we've never talked about it since and that's was about your performance review <laughs> and I was like mortified haven't, haven't doodled since although I guess I could just choose to doodle things that don't have two buttholes or just not draw buttholes at all um, but, uh, that's my one experience with doodling. And while it was, frankly, I'm a little bit flattered that he could tell it was a badger and tell that those things, <laughs> those two dots I added indicate it had two buttholes. Um, even so I was a little bit mortified, uh, and <laughs> maybe shouldn't have just left uh, a crass drawing like that out on my desk, specifically where he walks by sometimes. Um, and that's my one single story about doodling that I have. So first of all, my question is, did you do any research into where a badger's butthole is located, or is it kind of intuitive? I, I just assumed it was tail. under its tail. Yeah. Okay. I just drew, drew two little two little dots. Okay, so that's that's fair. That's what I would assume as well. I don't think that needs any uh, secondary confirmation. Also, my second I, question I, is... I don't sorry, really, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, I don't really feel like looking up badger buttholes. So, um, <laughs> well, you and I have different hobbies, I guess. <laughs> My second question is how, if I'm drawing a badger, it's either from the side or from the front. So what perspective are you drawing a badger from to show off the two buttholes? Well, uh, I, I appreciate your confidence that I could put enough detail on a front perspective that you could tell something was a badger. Uh, I did it from the side. Um, <clears throat> now that I think about it, I forgot this aspect of the story. Uh, my boss has a few of those mugs that were from the internet meme from like maybe like 2007 about like honey badger don't care like that. <laughs> he has a mug with the honey badger on it saying honey badger don't care. Um, and so maybe deep cut. I, I might've literally looked at that before I drew it. So maybe that helped me out. Um, but it was a side perspective and I'm not going to pretend that it made sense. Uh, but I think you can just infer from the photo that his behind was just slightly twisted to where it was more towards the imaginary camera. Um, and, and so it was a side perspective. It, frankly, if you were, if you were being nitpicky, the buttholes were like on, on his right cheek. Okay. Um, okay. I guess that's, <laughs> I guess if it's not exactly anatomically correct, then that makes sense. Or if you justified it cleverly by saying that you quote unquote copied his mug that may or may not exist. I was going to try to trap you into a corner where basically you said that you drew the buttholes after later thinking like, huh, I guess I better include the buttholes. But really, if they were in the right position anatomically and you weren't copying a source, you would have had to had that ass showing from the beginning. That would have had to be a conscious decision from the moment you put pencil to paper. I mean, if you just imagine, imagine like, so I draw all four legged animals the same. It was basically the same way I would draw a dog, but with a slightly like a, a tail with more girth. Cause I think that badgers have thicker tails. I don't really on, know. I'm going to search badger girth right next to my tab that says badger butthole. <laughs> um, and with like a flatter, face like a nozlon of a snout as a dog that's basically how i draw all four-legged animals i make slight like anatomical adjustments based on what animal i'm drawing and i i gave him like a stripe from like his nose down to his tail and i think that that's generally i think badgers have that i don't really know for sure um and like i said i think the buttholes were basically just like on his upper like back right leg thigh I think it's where okay. I basically put them. They weren't, sure. they weren't in a great position, but it was clear that they were close to where the butt should be. So it's pretty clear what they were. Apparently it was very clear if a <laughs> passerby was able to label that as a butthole. <laughs> now you keep saying my final question and my final attempt to back you into a corner. You keep saying that you drew two dots. Is that really all it was? Or did you do some like detail work into the anus or is it literally just two dots? There were no wrinkles. There was no evidence of clenching, Zach. It was just two dots. I will. Here's what I'll say, Zach. I think after the show, when we post this to Twitter, we should post two doodles. If you're willing to have a doodle ready for you to post, one of my badger and one of uh, a doodle of your choosing, and we won't. We don't even have to give context. We'll just say, listen to this week's podcast. Uh, to see what these drawings are about. <laughs> okay, I think my picture is just going to be an intensely detailed butthole drawing. <laughs> I sure hope it is. <laughs> well, um, 
with all that being said, I think we can uh, go out on the high note of Badger Buttholes and close the show out. I, th- I think I'm pretty ready for that, too. <laughs> okay, well, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can like us on SoundCloud. Most importantly of all else, subscribe on iTunes and please leave a rating and review. Five stars rating. Say whatever disparaging comments you want to in the review. We're on Google Play and Spotify, too. You can find us on Twitter. That's at Not All Bad Show where we'd love to hear from you about all the various topics Paul and I requested this episode. So many that I can't even count. And uh, most importantly of all, reach out to us on the email, notallbadshow at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, you don't have to have a topic picked out. Or if you have a random rant idea you'd like to give us, which we are in desperate need of. So please, it's not hard. Random rant idea is a subject line. Put your random rant idea in the body. Just ha- It can be as little as one word if you want it to be. We'll read it on the show. Uh, since we're almost out, uh, you can pretty much guarantee that your uh, topic is going to be read pretty soon. Assuming we get, uh, assuming we don't get a massive incoming wave of new ideas, which would be great if we did. Uh, but yeah, we'd, we'd love to have you uh, provide us with topics to talk about on the show. Uh, and then one last thing. Please tell your friends if you like the show uh, and so they can listen to it too. We, we, uh, we'd like to grow the show and uh, you reaching out and letting other people know about it is uh, the next step to getting us to that point. And that would really, really mean a lot to us if you did that. Um, one final teaser. We've got our first guest ever, other than Paul, who came on to be a host. Uh, our, first, <laughs> our first guest guest, who is not going to be a host. Sorry to break the news to our guest, but... Uh, first guest guest coming up on episode 22 and uh, that's that's uh, coming out in two weeks from the day this episode release uh, releases and then episode 23 which is four weeks from the day this episode releases as promised Paul and I will be completely hammered to celebrate a little late this <laughs> podcast's 21st episode I forgot we were gonna do that but I'm already excited about it now that I remember. it's gonna be really really fun I can't wait I've actually had my uh, plans to do that ever since episode two that's how I was gonna do episode five but then the special occasion was you joining the show and then episode mm-hmm. 10 came around and 15 and 20 and we never did it because <laughs> better things happen but we're almost out of ideas of how to make this show entertaining at all. So get ready for 23. It's going to be a blowout while we get uh, completely wasted. Can I just say really quick, I would love if we get an influx of random quick rants for the drunk episode. If, yes. if you guys want to email with the subject line, like drunk random rant, and we will read every single one that you send for that episode if you will do so. Because I think that would be really fun if you just send random dumb things you want us to talk about while drunk i love like a lightning round i love that yeah i would actually love if you guys would do that please please do that that sounds like a great idea but yeah (laughs) as promised we'll be hammered on that show episode 23 that's september 15th a month from uh a month from almost today is uh when that one's gonna come out other than that that is uh all i have to say so thank you again this has been episode 21 we really appreciate you listening I'm Zach Andrews. And this is Paul Messman. And this has been Not All Bad. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening.